very first episode ever, stop laughing, the very first episode ever of Hauntings and Homicide. This is my phone sex voice. Hi guys. Sorry, if you're going to find this out that I feel like neither of us know what the fuck we're doing right now, but we're going with it. It's live. This is happening. <laughs> um, say your name. Hi, I'm Selena. I have no business doing this because I'm scared of everything and still sleep with the nightlight, but we're going with it. Yeah. Um, I have equally no right to be here. Um, I'm Heather, by the way, and I haven't slept in years, probably because I'm obsessed with this stuff. Yeah. She gets to do all the scary stuff so she can never sleep. I can't do that. I already don't sleep anyway, so it's fine. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Um, So what we're going to do here is... I'm going to read the summary of this creepy-ass case, and then we're going to start telling you about the different theories Mm -hmm. around Bella in the Witch Elm, okay? And then at the end, we're going to see if we can solve it. (laughs) I also would like to forewarn. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's going to happen already, where... I'm going to probably say things wrong, especially cities and stuff that, yeah. Also, we say like a lot, and we know, and we don't care. We're two valley girls. We can't help it. You can turn it into a drinking game. Every time we say like, um, you can just take a sip, and then by the 30th or 40th time, you'll be so drunk, you won't even care. So please take an Uber wherever you are. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's talk about Bella in the Witch Elm. Yeah? Okay. During the morning hours of April 18th of 1943, three young boys were searching for bird's nests in Hagley Woods, a private estate located in Birmingham, England. When 15-year-old Bob Farmer climbed up into a tall, twisting witch elm tree, he came across something far more interesting than they ever could have expected. Staring back at him from inside the tree were the hollow eye sockets of a human skull. One strand of long, dark brown hair was still attached to the top of the head, and there were two crooked teeth gaping from its mouth. Horrified by what he'd seen, Bob Farmer and his friends quickly fled the scene, vowing to tell not a single soul what they'd found, for the woods they were scavenging were on private property. They'd surely be in huge trouble if anyone found out. But one of the boys couldn't shake the image of that skeletal face from his mind and confessed the entire story to his father. When police were called in to investigate, the story only got more strange, and the pieces of the puzzle even further apart. The skeleton... Nope, that's right. The skeleton was that of a young woman, (laughs) about 30 to 35, complete except for one of her hands, the bones of which were found scattered several feet from the tree. A piece of taffeta had been stuffed inside her mouth. There was clothing found inside the elm with her, with all of the labels eerily removed. There were also some well-worn shoes and a gold ring that most speculate was her wedding ring. I feel like I'm reading this like a 1920s news reporter. Don't don't say anything. I'm, I'm going to keep going. Okay. <laughs> Pathologist James Webster was confident that she died about 18 months prior to her discovery, was approximately five feet tall, and had given birth at some point in her lifetime. There were no obvious injuries found on her remains, no signs of violence or struggle. It would be hard to tell in the state she was in, however, because, you know, it was a really long time ago. They didn't have that kind of Yeah, no, it was early. Okay. Webster was convinced that it was the taffeta in her mouth that had asphyxiated her, and that was his official ruling for cause of death. 
He also believed she had been placed inside the tree very soon after dying, as rigor mortis would have set in and made it really difficult to do so otherwise. Why is that? Why on earth is that funny? Sorry, I have a hard time with rigor mortis, because if you've ever watched um, RuPaul's Drag Race, you'll understand. It's like an Alyssa Edwards thing. Oh, I... Sorry. I don't... I chuckle at stuff. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Um... All endeavors to identify the mystery woman in the tree came up empty. Police did everything in their power to circulate what they knew about her to the public. And even after 3,000 missing persons cases were attempted to match her, not a single one was fruitful. In 1943, World War II was in the thick of its ugliness. Newspapers were riddled with stories about bombings and brave soldiers sacrificing their lives for the cause. The case of the nameless woman was quickly pushed out for higher ticket headlines. Things were quiet until the graffiti started. Dun, dun, dun. Who put Lubella down the witch elm was the first of them. And then Hagleywood Bella. And finally, who put Bella in the witch elm? The most infamous phrase of all. The writings began in Birmingham, but spread throughout all the English Midlands. Did someone know something about the woman in the tree? Or was someone merely taunting the police for sport? Many suspicions arose, but regardless of who was responsible for the graffiti, everyone, including the police, began to refer to the nameless woman as Bella. And for the sake of this podcast, we will now be referring to her as Bella also. Okay, can we just focus on the fact that there were 3,000 missing missing persons? Yeah. Like, uh, that's crazy. That's a whole other podcast, I think. I'm off. We'll have to go back to that. Just saying. We'll have to, yeah, maybe someday. Okay, so, of course, since this happened, what, 1941 was the year? Well, they think that she died around 1941. I mean, obviously, technology wasn't what it was now, Mm -hmm. so there's no, like, definite explanation for what happened. So, there's a couple theories that have arose from that, and... A few of them, there's a lot. Like, literally, if you look into this case, there's a lot. And there's, you can kind of go down, like, a go rabbit down. hole. So I had to scan Reddit. Yeah. Because so much. I went on Reddit, and then I was like, yeah, nope. Yeah, you have <laughs> I'm to. Not I'm like, oh, I, we'll, we'll have to release this podcast sometime 20 years from That's now. That's a whole other thing. Um, so, a few of them are that she was a German spy. She was a cabaret singer. A prostitute. A transient. So, no one really could keep mm-hmm. track of where she was um a local barmaid killed by an american gi or some supernatural witchcraft spooky shit that heather's gonna go into because like i said i'm too scared to well do you're that. gonna have to hear about it so it's fine okay i'll kind of you know i don't charge up that night so it's fine okay so i'm gonna go into my theories which are the not scary ones um a couple of them kind of intertwined together so I apologize, and I'm going to try to keep them as Mm -hmm. coherent as possible. So, in 1953, after, of course, a few years after her death, a a newspaper gets a letter from a woman, and she claims her name is Anna of Clavery. I believe that's it. By the way, I apologize, because there's some... Like English, like German names, so I'm probably gonna like. Yeah, there's some stuff. F it up. So sorry. Too, I'm gonna make a mess. Anyways, later she was identified as Anna Mosop, which I believe that's how you say it. Um, She claimed that Bella was a member of a spy ring seeking information about local munitions factories, because like we said, it was during World War II, so Mm -hmm. that would be a thing. Anna said that her ex-husband Jack was a witness to Bella's death, so. 
That's kind of interesting because I don't know why you would wait till 1953 to release that information. Seems kind of suspicious. But whatever. So Anna goes on to say that her husband was a witness because he said that he saw this German man, Van Rout, out driving with a woman believed to be Bella. And they had strangled her because of her spy associations, mm-hmm. which, I don't know, it's kind of like a lackluster, like nothing like... I don't know. That's not enough information. Well. Oh, there's more? Okay. Sorry. (laughs) So that was one version of the story. Mm -hmm. So that was all really I could find. So then another version, which to me sounds a little bit more kind of intriguing because it goes with the spy stuff, is that one night, Mosop and Van Rao were out drinking with Bella, where she became so drunk that she passed out. So then they decided to put her in this tree to teach her a lesson, but when she woke up, she couldn't climb out and passed out. Because, hmm. you know, men are assholes in well, any generation. Okay, I won't say anything until the end. <laughs> I, I have so... Mm, I want to say so many things. But, honestly, the reason why that can't be true is because that wouldn't explain the taffeta that was shoved down her throat. Right. And also the missing limb, but... Right. Whatever. (laughs) So, another reason why that's probably not a correct theory is because why would, like I said before, why would you wait 10 years to come out with all this information, especially when it was kind of heavily publicized, especially once the graffiti started coming out? So, whatever. We'll just leave that as that it probably wasn't true. Mm -hmm. My personal favorite theory, and why I kind of want this to happen, is that years later, there were MI files that were found that do kind of, you know, kind of lean to her being a spy. Mm-hmm. And this theory goes that there was a German spy, Joseph Jacobs, who was captured after breaking his ankle while parachuting into Cambridge in 1941. After his arrest, they found a picture of a glamorous actor, sorry, actress and cabaret singer Clara Barrell, which I guess loosely over time you could think her name was Bella or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, Jacob said that that was his lover, and that the third... Please forgive me. Is it Reich? Third Reich. Reich. Mm-hmm. See? Told you. It was going to happen. I'm not the educated one here. <laughs> is it me? Is that... Oh. <laughs> so, third Reich? Is that what we've mm-hmm. all... Okay. Had recruited her as a spy. But apparently she parachuted into the West Midlands in 1941 and disappeared. Also, I mean, I want this one to be real, but it's probably not because Jacobs was executed in 1941, so we couldn't get confirmation on that theory. Mm -hmm. Um, And also that the female that was his lover, she was um, 10 inches too tall to fit the profile of Bella, which, by the way, um, they determined her to be 5 foot. Yeah. So the woman that they thought it was she was 5'10 so obviously that yeah, can't that's happen a way too big of a difference because oh. i think shrinkage happens but not that much probably but yeah no um and also in 2016 it was discovered that burrell died in a berlin hospital in december of 1942 so that rolls it out mm-hmm. the only reason why i like this theory is that when i was researching for this episode i was watching cabaret so i really wanted her to be like i pictured like liza minnelli being like a oh. spy but also, like, a showgirl at night. So that's the only reason why I like that one. Oh, did you hear what Liza Minnelli said about Lady Gaga? What did she say? She talks some serious trash, so unfortunately, I, I think Liza Minnelli's dead to me. Anyway, 
We'll talk about it later. She I'm said all, what? To, she like said something like, "If my mother were alive, she would have laughed at Lady Gaga's performance in *The Star Is Born*." And I'm like, <gasps> bitch. "Oh, because Judy Garland did play, right? Yes. That's her mom. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Whatever." There's been like, like five Liza. *The Star Is Born*, and yeah, Lady Gaga's is the best. Ooh, Streisand though. Oh, that is true. Ooh. I don't think I could pick between the two of them, but. Sorry, like, Judy Garland's isn't even my favorite. No. So. But Liza Minnelli, I feel like she's trying to make herself relevant again. Anyway. That's a whole other thing. When we start our Liza Minnelli podcast, <laughs> we can talk about that. Um, I feel like we're going to offshoot and start, like, 30,000 podcasts from this. That's fine. <laughs> Tune in next week to our Liza Minnelli podcast. So, I know my theories weren't as fun and interesting. They are so... But Heather has the kind of spooky ones that she's yeah. going to go into now. Um, I wrote way more shit than you did. I thought in my head I wrote a lot, and I was like, oh I'm, my god, just, I don't want it to be too much. And then no. I was like, aww. Alright, well, um, I guess this is a mostly haunted-based episode. Well, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. You live and you learn. I'll try not to be so wordy next time. Anyway, bitches, let's get spooky. <laughs> okay, so the witch elm in itself is a symbol of death in many cultures. So starting off, there we go. I guess the Greeks used it um, traditionally to ornament their burial grounds. So the witch elm is like a death tree. Okay. So there's that for starters. Um, the wood from the witch elm is resistant to water, so it was really commonly used to make coffins. So It's just death all it's over. It's just death okay. everywhere. Um, also, apparently, it was super common for witch elm branches to break off and fall and kill people if they so were standing under it. Were they just kind of strewn about places and just killing random people because branches would fall? Like, I'm very, yeah, I guess it was very a, curious It was about a that. really common death to be killed by the branch of a witch elm. That's interesting. How about if you see a witch elm, don't walk under stand it. Stand underneath. It's like a ladder, don't go under it. Yeah, don't, just don't. <laughs> okay. So, remember that Bella's hand was found buried a ways away from her body? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay. Well, there's a lot of speculation in this case regarding the left hand and its ties to devil worship and black magic. Um, such as, the left hand is what some sources say Satan used to baptize his followers. Uh, in French lore, it was said that it was also the left hand that witches used to greet their master, which feels like if you're shaking your, your left, left hand, hand feels very strange. Yeah, I don't like that. I'll so, blah, blah, blah. It's also said that the devil would look over his left shoulder to, like, watch over his followers. Whatever. It's symbolism. I don't know. Um, the thing is, though, is that it wasn't Bella's left hand that was found. It was her right. And I had to do a lot of digging to I was going to say, that. I'm like, I feel like most places didn't specify. They, they just said hand. Yeah. But it's, when I did track it down, it said her right hand. This is also why Heather doesn't sleep because I'm sure she went some down, like oh, down some like you super have big no hole idea just to figure out which how, one it was. Yes, yes. Okay. But so kudos also, to her. thank you, thank you for acknowledging <laughs> <laughs> my work. Um, they found the ring in the tree with her, like, and they speculate that it's a wedding ring, um, but it wasn't on her hand, from what I read. Yeah. So they couldn't really tell. Mm-hmm. Um. So, 
it's kind of hard to tie her hand to supernatural left hand stuff because it wasn't her left hand. Yes. Anyway, um, are you familiar with the term hand of glory? I am not. Okay. Well, I wasn't either, and I kind of wish I could go back to the time when I didn't know what it was. Um, It's a ritual that dates back to the 1600s and appears in multiple witch hunters' guides created around that time. Uh, There are many different recipes for creating a hand of glory, but all of them call for either the hand of a hanged felon or the hand of a deceased child. That's very specific. It's super specific, and we're going to talk about just how specific this shit is. Um... So the Hand of Glory, it's basically a severed hand, okay? And each finger is a different candle. So it's like a candelabra hand. Yeah, it's ugly. Selena's making a face at me right now like she's Sorry. absolutely disgusted. And that's, we also that's on right. purpose didn't tell each other these things. Yeah, this is the first time we're hearing So each I'm a little <laughs> mortified right now. I just I'm, pictured a hand with just, oh yeah, it's ugly. like, wicks it's in it terrible. and, like, dripping. I don't I even don't think there are wicks. It's just... Burning flesh? I think they... Sometimes they talked about wicks being used from, like, the person's hair and shit. It's nasty. Okay. Ugh. Honestly, it's really the fucked up. The smell of that just... And I hate it. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Okay. And then, anyway, in one of these guides, the instructions for creating a hand of glory are as follows. Are you ready? Are you excited? I'm on it. Let's go. Okay. Take the right or left hand of a felon who is hanging from a gibbet beside a highway. What is a gibbet? Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna go into it. Okay. Wrap it in part of a funeral pall, and so wrapped, squeeze it well. Yiggity, yiggity, yikes. Then put it into an earthenware vessel with zamat, nitra, salt, and long peppers, the whole well-powdered. Leave it in this vessel for a fortnight, then take it out and expose it to full sunlight during the dog days until it becomes quite dry. If the sun is not strong enough, put it in an oven with fern and vervain. Next, make a kind of candle from the fat of a gibbeted felon, dear God, virgin wax, sesame, and pony, and use the hand of glory as a candlestick. Okay, so a lot of that's unintelligible. So here's some translations I've collected. A gibbet is a gallows, so it's the thing that the hangman is hanging from. Oh, got it. Okay. A funeral pall. That's the sheet they use Mm -hmm. to cover. Look, I didn't know. Okay, so I wrote it down. (laughs) They cover the casket during a funeral. An earthenware vessel is just an unglazed pot, so just those ugly brown ones. It's a very, like, fancy term. Home Depot. Yeah. They probably didn't get theirs at Home Depot. Um, Zimat, Nitra, Vervain, Fern, Salt, Long Peppers. Most of these are just, like, really obscure herbs and shit. Um, you already know what salt and ferns are. You know what? Don't even... Don't read this. Don't read anything. Don't no, read but I want to. No, don't read. I I'm, have a I'm question. talking to you. What exactly is Vervain, though? Uh, it's an herb that's used in, like, protection. Usually it's used... It was used in, like, really powerful rituals. Okay. So it makes sense that it's here. Okay. Okay. Now, Pony... P-O-N-I-E is horse manure. So talk about smelling bad. We got this stuff now. So we have shit and then a burning hand? Shit and a burning hand. Also... And burning hair. For those of you who are waiting for us to say a special magic word, it is pony. P-O-N-I-E. Not pony pony like genuine, so... Just got... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that song. I don't want people grinding (laughs) while watching our podcast. Listening, not watching. Listening. So I couldn't find any sort of incantation for the igniting ritual for okay. the Hand of Glory, which I kind of stopped looking for pretty quickly because most places places where I was reading were like, um, we're not going to post this because we don't want you to do it. And I'm like, oh, I that's creepy. I hope not. That's creepy. Um, some things you just like shouldn't look at. Yeah, because yeah. then you're just scarred for life. I just, yeah, I, I checked out. Um, so a Hand of Glory was most 
often used by criminals themselves. So that's kind of a niche market. Like you're criminal witches. Like thieves. Okay? Wait, you're criminals, but also you're getting criminal hands? Yeah. It's a lot of criminal activity. So like you went and you took your homeboy's hand and now you've made a candlestick out of it. All it's right. really dark. Or a deceased child. So that's just a lot also, of like... Super dark. Okay. Okay. So, used by criminals as the effect of the candlestick hand thing was supposed to put people into a comatose-like state. Um, So thieves could potentially break into someone's home and rob them blind while they were asleep due to the black magic influence of the hand. Um, Only when the hand is safely outside the home will the sleeping victims be able to wake once again. Um, So people use this hand and then they break into someone's house and it causes everyone in the house to stay sleeping so they can rob them. Got it. And then when they leave, people can wake up, but by that time they're like, what happened? What's going on? That's very creepy. It's so creepy. Okay. Um, So it was also used by outlaws to sneak out of town um, because apparently only the wielders of the hand itself can see its light. So when you thought it couldn't get any creepier... All right. um, Only the people who are, like, holding it and put up who, like, did the spell can see that it's lit. So to everyone else, it's just pitch black. That's very weird. Also, if the thumb candle will not light, it means that someone in the vicinity cannot be bewitched, quote-unquote. Okay. Um, And to extinguish extinguish a hand of glory, you have to use milk. So, honestly, this whole hand of glory thing sounds like a huge pain in the ass. Very specific. It's not worth the trouble at all. The hand of a hangman, the crazy herbs, the earthenware pot, like, who has this kind of time? I can't seem to make time to get my car serviced, and these guys are out here harvesting herbs I've never heard of in my life. Well, I think it's funny that the thumb is the, like, if you can't light the thumb, it's then... It's special. Yeah. Yeah. That is very interesting. It's interesting, but it's terrible. Let's, let's forget it ever happened. Okay, so moving on from the creepy hand shit, there's a lot of talk about this appearing to be a traditional witch's execution. I'm making a lot of quotes, air quotes here. Due to the hand being buried, quote-unquote, more, more hand quotes... 13 paces away. But I searched high and low for any material mm-hmm. on this 13 paces thing, and I, I can't seem to think, I can't seem to find anything that's, like, definitive, and I feel like someone kind of just added that to this case, like, later on, like, it sounded yeah. spooky and cool. I don't think that that's legit. Also, what's a pace? What, yeah, what guidelines exactly. determine a pace? You can't. Because, like, I'm five foot four. My dad's six four. Obviously, our pace is different. Is very different. So, like, doesn't sound like like I'm not good at math, but I'm just gonna call bullshit on this. Well, right and now. I have really short legs, so I feel like my little paces would be right. like a foot. <laughs> be like exactly. <laughs> anyway, it's just a bunch of you know hodgepodge that they've attached here. Okay, so the thing with the traditional witch's execution. That doesn't check out either. Um, I couldn't find anything about hands being buried separately from witches' bodies. Yeah. During the witch trials, when they were hanging or drowning or beheading or all these other horrifying fucking ways they were murdering these alleged witches, Mm -hmm. they would bury them after death with their left hands or sometimes both hands tied behind their backs. This was to ensure that they couldn't use their magic if they were somehow resurrected. Um, I have some real bad news for those guys. I feel like... That's a pretty moot 
endeavor there. <laughs> if they come back, if they have the ability to come back from the dead, their hand being tied behind their back is, is the least of the their worries. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think so. So, also, people were just like hella dumb back then. Super. Around the like witch trials times. Um, like, one of the most popular tests for deciphering if someone was a witch was to like weigh you against a stack of Bibles. Mm-hmm. Like, if you weighed more than a stack of Bibles, then you're a witch. It's like, look, you powdered wig wearing dick. I'm not a witch. I just had three chocolate chip muffins for breakfast. It was really fucked up. Yeah. Also, if your neighbor claimed you're a witch, then you were a witch. Yes. Got me like, well, shit. I really wish I hadn't gotten drunk and peed in Goody Smith's Zucchini Garden. <laughs> now she's going to have me. She's out to for get sure. <laughs> okay. So, Side I know. Yeah. I always picture, even though this is totally not how it went, I always pictured if they were burned, it was like an American Horror Story where I forget what the redhead is. Myrtle but, Snow. Yeah, and then she yells, Balenciaga! Yes. I would. I just imagine that's how it all went. I'm sure some of them did. They were like, I hope. they probably screamed profanities and like all kinds of shit. Oh, I would have said a big F you right? for sure. I mean, if you're gonna die. I'm going out with a bang. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna I would be let saying them Balenciaga. Know. Balenciaga. Uh, for sure. Which they probably would think is some witch incantation. For sure. That so they probably would have just, they would have been like, haha, I was right. You are a witch. Uh, th- that or, holy shit, what curse did she just put that's on me true. and my family? And then live in fear for the rest of their lives. But that's what you get. Anyway. what you get. Okay, so a lot of this witchcraft stuff, they, they blamed the gypsies, um, which is actually a racial slur, so don't use that word, kids, okay? Um, is it really? Oh, yeah. But TLC has their shows, and they're uh, called, like, American Gypsies yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Oh, I never knew that. Gypsies can refer to themselves as gypsies, but well, otherwise... Well, that's very, like, They're, they're Romani with anything. people. Oh. It's... They can, yeah. They, By the way, they, I'm not going can, out and calling people gypsies, just, you know, off chance. But. Right. A lot of people don't know. Oh, I But do. I've known a lot of Romani people, and it hurts their feelings if you call them that. This is where the little rainbow pops up, and it's like the more you know. Yeah. I just learned right. something. So we're just going to call them Romani people. Oh, okay. Um, so I did a lot of research on Romani people and their rituals, and I didn't find anything regarding, like, ritual killings or mm-hmm. sacrifices or anything. So, once again, I think this is a blame the gypsies yeah. type situation. Just a scapegoat kind of thing. It's surprisingly still way too much of a thing, like, 80 years later. So, n- nah. None of that. Yeah. Okay. So, um... That's uh, pretty much all I have. The rest of is is just stuff that I'm saving for our, our final segment where we're going to talk about what we think. Well, I believe that's where we're at now. It is exactly where we're at. So I, even though I would have loved her to be like a Liza Minnelli, crazy cabaret singer and spy and all that, <clears throat> I tend to think that she was just a transient, just kind of didn't have anyone to, like, belong to, and some person found her, killed her, dismembered her a little bit, and that's that. Because, obviously, she had to have gone through some kind of suffering because there was taffeta shoved down her throat. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, she was suffocated. Well, also, she was naked. Yeah, her clothes were stuffed down in there with her. Yeah. Not on her. So. Yeah, they were kind of strewn about, right? Definitely foul play there. And they said that they were peasant-like clothes. So, obviously. Really? Yeah, I had seen that. 
shit. That they were, I forget how they ordered it exactly, but it was like, we're just going to say it. It was like cheap people huh. clothes kind of thing. Oh, shit. So I totally do think that she was just somebody that kind of fell through the cracks. Somebody, I mean, let's be honest, serial killers have been around forever. So I think someone just killed her and that was that. Well, I have some interesting information. So you go on. Yeah. So uh, I've been researching this case. Oh, I'm clicking my pen. Pardon my pen. Try not to click my pen. Okay. By the way, if you hear a pen clicking, that is Heather. Stop. We love her. But, you know, we're a little nervous bad. doing this. So just, you know, cut her some slack. Okay, well, when we're 50 episodes in and I'm still doing it, we're going to have to come up with a new excuse. It's fine. Okay, so I've researched this case a lot over years because I've, I've been years. obsessed with this case for yeah. a long time. And you know what no one ever talks about? The guy who owned the property she was found on. Oh, because it was private property, yep. too. Guess what? I looked him up. Oh. And I have some information. Okay, so Charles John Littleton, he's the guy who was living there. Yes. I, I guess the, the estate was... He's a real. It was a huge property. He, it's a huge property. He's like a really fancy guy. He's got this fancy title called Viscount, which I have never heard of before. What the hell is that? I don't know. Um, but it's a family property. He, okay. His title is like the kind that you inherit and blah, blah, blah. Also, I'm assuming since this is in England that it's been in the family yes. for yes. This guy multiple was the, generations. He was the ninth or tenth Viscount, I've heard other... Oh. I've heard some discrepancies. And I also just may not understand how these fancy titles work. I don't. I don't at all. First of all, I've never heard of a Viscount in my life. I haven't either. So anyway, he was the guy who was living there at the time. Okay. And he was born in August of 1909. He was the ninth Viscount Cobham. And his family, whatever this means, had ties to New Zealand. I don't know. Whatever. His grandfather had played a prominent role in the creation of Christchurch. His family oh. was very involved. Yes, and we're going to circle back to that. Um, he was super into playing cricket, you know, like rich people do. Um, he was active in the Territorial Army since 1933, served as artillery officer in the British Expeditionary Force in France in 1940, and from 1943 commanded the 5th Regiment. I don't know what any of that <laughs> means, but I thought it was important for this. Um on April 30th, 1942, at Chelsea, which is another place in England, mm-hmm. he married Elizabeth Allison McKeague-Jones. After the war, he aspired to a political career, but then his dad kicked the bucket, and he had to take over the, the um, role of Baron. So, what the fuck the difference is from Baron and Viscount? Don't know. Apparently, Baron is even more fancy pants than Viscount. This is all a whole different, like... Oh, yeah. I don't... This is a rabbit hole. Welcome. So, what if this guy... You know, he got married... I mean, he was obviously really involved in the army. He was Mm -hmm. serving and stuff, and that time... It makes that timeline really complicated. Yeah. What if... So he got married in 1942, so if he got engaged in, like, 1941, maybe he had a mistress he had to get rid of? Which I'm sure that happened all the all time. All the time. Also... I mean, it still happens. They were, like, super religious, the whole yeah. Christchurch thing, so it would not look good for that either. He no. wanted a political career. Politicians always be killing their mistresses. Well, and also, I hope to not offend anybody, 
But most time, religious people are hypocrites. They are, exactly. So, My whole it's very fitting. You said it. Sorry. Just no, it's throwing right. it out No, you're right. There. You're right. So, obviously, I can't prove any of this. I don't know where he was, at what time, where he was serving, blah, blah, blah. I also, geography, not my thing. Um, but, remember... This is becoming a soap opera now. Um, <laughs> it was said that she had birthed a child yes. sometime in her life. What if he was the baby daddy? Probably. What if she had been his mistress a long, long time ago, and she shows up and she's like, I had your baby, and he was like, hell no, and killed her, stuffed her in a tree that he thought no one would ever find because it's on private property. Stuffed her in a tree in the middle of his property. I wonder, was there like a Maury back then that was like, no, you are the baby daddy? I don't daddy. think so. I really that would have been really interesting. So. It was like a, it was like a vaudeville <laughs> show where they put on like a lot of makeup. And to me, I think it's crazy because yes, it was, they believe she died in 1941, right? Something so, like that. Also, remember, their technology, not so good. That's also, I think the crazy thing is I didn't even think that they would have pathologists back then. In the 40s? Well, I don't know. I feel like that's like eons ago. Oh, man. Selena. I In do. In the 40s. I mean, it was not like how we have now, but they had something. They could do something. I they know. figured out that she'd had a child. That's so crazy to me. They you know, discerned that she died probably 18 months before yeah. she was found in the tree. You knew she was a woman. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an easy one, I feel like. I'm trying to give the guy some credit. <laughs> so, look. Anyway. Here's the reasons why I don't think it was witchcraft, okay? So, hands of glory were usually made from the hands of men mm-hmm. or children. I found no record of them of being woman. made from yeah. a woman's hand. So, kind of makes that not check out. So, I also found no evidence of the 13 paces thing, once again. Um, it's kind of creepy. 13's like a creepy, unlucky number. It's my favorite number. Um, Who determined that 13 was an unlucky number? I don't know. That's not this podcast, once again. Sorry. That's our numbers podcast, which definitely will never happen. Um, so, I bet you money that that 13 paces thing, someone was just like, hey, you know what I heard? I heard there was 13 paces away. <laughs> So creepy, right? And then they just, you know, telephone. Um, the gypsy defense. Europeans especially have been casting blame on the Romani people for literally everything yes. for hundreds of years. This takes so much legitimacy away from the entire occult aspect of this case. It's completely typical. There also seemed to be a mini satanic panic going on in the 40s. Like, not not so bad that like we had in the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. But they were kind of blaming a lot of shit on Satanism oh. back then. Um, like, there was a, another murder that occurred in the mid-40s where a man was impaled with a pitchfork, and they blamed, quote-unquote, satanic ritual. And I think someone was just like, fuck this guy, and stabbed him with a pitchfork, you know, like that's, you would if you were on a farm, which they were. Yeah, but that's pretty brutal. Like, I never would think to, like, chuck a pitchfork. Like Okay, but, like, look, you're on a farm. This guy sucks. That's and true. you are real pissed. There's a pitchfork laying next to you. What are you going to do? So now I'm just picturing... <laughs> you go stab that motherfucker with that pitchfork. I picture... Sorry, I'm a Disney person. So, like, King Triton from, like, Little yeah. Mermaid. <laughs> just mm. throwing a pitchfork. Like a javelin? Yeah. Yes! I love it. It's perfect. Okay. Um, 
the 13 paces away traditional witch's burial thing it's just more stuff that's been blown out of proportion i think i i found something remotely similar in the hands tied behind the back thing but i don't know is it really that yeah. similar not really um also so the graffiti so it was kids that found the body so you know that like kids were on schoolyards talking oh, for about sure. this case all over the place. So I think the graffiti was probably kids um, with overactive imaginations. I think also because it was kind of the thick of a war, I feel like it was something that was like a distraction almost. That's a good yeah yeah, and like and it's salacious. Like you wake up and there's graffiti now all of a sudden begging these like questions it's Plus, almost it's like, like the joke is a joker the joker we're like random like doesn't he do that we're like graffiti questions. no but like you mean the riddler the riddler oh girl Sorry. girl no um and like they kind of evolved like you know it was like uh lubello who put lubello in the witch elm and then it kind of Evolved, and I feel like it became like a really cool thing to graffiti. Yeah, it was like well, it's catchy. Heather was here. Call us number for a good time. Or yeah, whatever. so it was like, ooh, let's write this spooky thing on the wall. Like, I dare you to write this spooky thing on the wall. What? I'm dying. Heather just had a duck fly into her pool, and oh, that's the yeah. cutest thing ever. If Zero sees it, he'll flip out. <laughs> Sorry. No. I feel like I've been dizzy. It's like totally there's all fine. these ducks hanger. Oh yeah, ducks. <laughs> it, this happens like every year. The ducks like to. <laughs> Now yeah. I want to go swim with the duck, but that's... that's we'll do that later. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. <laughs> we'll do that <laughs> after we're done here. Um, so, I have this other theory. Have you ever heard of the Code of Hammurabi? No. No? So it's like a really ancient Babylonian text that kind of evolved a lot of religious stuff. Um, but according to ancient... This ancient shit... Um, the removal of someone's hand was used to punish a thief or a cheater. Oh, I have heard of that. That's because it comes from here. Yeah. And this is like base text, for which yeah. a lot of stuff came from. Um, oftentimes the hand was then placed on display by the one affected by the crime as a warning to all others who might get ideas about doing the same. Okay. Um, in Germany, there is a hand preserved in limestone still on display in a Catholic church up until 2012 when someone stole it because people are weird like that. Um, it was called the perjury hand. Also, that's really weird that it actually lasted that long. Till 2012. Well, it was preserved in limestone. No, but I mean the fact that no one stole it sooner Until than that. <laughs> oh, what? That sounds like something really... You want that really bad? No, but I figured someone would have done it. Yeah, people suck. According to local legend, it was severed as punishment for breaking an oath and served as a warning to everyone not to tell lies. It was also a form of humiliation for the offender and a pretty severe one if I've ever heard one. Um, there's also a lot of talk about cutting off hands in the Bible. So, for example, Matthew 18.8 says, And if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than with two hands or two feet to be thrown into the eternal fire. So that means, like, if you commit some kind of sin with your hand and foot, you should cut it off. You know, like sane, regular people do all the time. Um, I was born and raised Catholic, mm -hmm. and I've never read the Bible. There's, a, now, there's so much weird shit in the Bible. Well, now I'm kind of like, 
Really? So much. Where now she, it's there was bizarre. there was a passage that I read, you know, doing research yes. on this, and it was like, if two men are fighting, if, if fuck, I don't know, if <laughs> if this guy, if this, if some dude, I'm sure that's exactly verbatim what it said. If some dude is fighting sure another, dude is in the Bible, yeah, it's totally in the Bible. Like, let there be light, it's like dude. John, <laughs> chapter three, yeah, verse that's right, two. Yeah. So, if a man is fighting another man over his wife, and that woman reaches up and grabs that other man's junk, which is also in the Bible. Does it say that? Yeah. Like, in different words, In different words. If she grabs his junk, the husband should cut off her hand. And I'm like, this is the most specific scenario I've ever heard. How often? Never. I've never been in, you know, menage a trois or... I think it's like even if on the street like some dude tries to steal your wife and then you battle him and that wife reaches up to like the other punch man's. him in the dick. Those ducks are literally quacking. And they're, they're now on this podcast. Pretty cute. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> That's a um, very specific it's thing. It's so specific. And it's also ridiculous. I don't know how often you're going out to grab another man. You wouldn't. There's dick. so much nonsense in the Bible. Don't, don't even get me started. Okay. But anyway. Back to this podcast. Mm-hmm. What if Bella committed some kind of crime of dishonesty or disloyalty? For example, being unfaithful, and her lover not only killed her but wanted to humiliate her as well. Someone with very old school ideas and someone really, well, really dramatic. That would definitely play into your theory of the guy yeah. because he was super religious. Religious, right? And the Bible apparently tells you to cut off limbs all the time, so, literally all the time. If there you, you go. S- every time you sin and you used a part of your body, you have to cut it off? Lord knows that that was the truth. We all have be no have no I limbs. would, yeah. Right, exactly. That's, I'd have nothing. Mm-hmm. Just right. be a body of nothing. So it could also be someone who had done some research at some point on witchcraft. And I mean the bare minimum here, because they made a lot of mistakes. And used it specifically as a red herring to throw everybody off the scent. Um, this would make them extremely paranoid, though because they still wouldn't know jack shit about who she was and what the yeah. hell she was doing in that tree. Uh, so someone super religious might have a little bit of knowledge about witchcraft, though. That is true. Because they are super afraid of it all the time. But so that is very... These are just very specific things. It's a very specific thing. I can't believe how much research I did on the Bible for this case. I really hope that the ducks show up on this podcast. They are on because. <laughs> The ducks, this is our They are having are the other, time of their life right now. They are in the pool. They have a just, private pond. What, what? What's not to be excited about? Very, I'm very jealous. <laughs> well, the pool is in my backyard, and you can use it anytime you want. So you don't have to be jealous of some ducks. Um, so, yeah, I I don't I don't know. I, I also, I tend to like the spy theory, because her well, it's tag very, was removed from her clothing, and that's... Spy 101. It would be very fitting. I think... With I the like time spy. of it and all of that. It would I be like very... Spy or I like this guy did it. This Viscount Cobham. Well, it was World War II, right? Yeah. So that was... Everyone was at war with Germany, right? Yeah. So it makes sense that she'd be a German spy. Could be. And that would also make sense why if she was captured, they'd axe her right. real quick. Yeah. So I would like to believe it. I think Spy, or this guy did it, I think maybe they never looked into him because he's rich and powerful and 
he, you know, rich people get away with shit. Still to Or he day. bribed them or whatever. Probably. It's so strange that, oh. like, you don't find anything about him anywhere. And any, you'd think it would be listed somewhere like, oh, yeah, and he's found on this property, but he was ruled out because X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Nothing. Super, he super was suspicious. Just some old man that was powerful, and like you said, well, he wasn't off. old, but I'm just gonna say he he's old. entitled. There you go. He's, he's a spoiled entitled. brat. Whatever. His daddy probably. His daddy him out or probably something. did something. Yes. Yes. So it would be interesting to find out. Unfortunately, it is just gonna be one of those cold cases that we'll just speculate. Well, I hope they solve it. But what I do think is interesting is that not too long ago they came out with, what is the best way to put it? Like a, a facial recognition? It's a rendering of a what rendering. they think she probably looked like. Which an I'm, artist did it. I think that's crazy, though, because how do you gather that? I just... Also, you know her, her remains have gone missing? Like, no one has them? They can't find them. They literally lost them. They that's, lost some bones. Once again, because this was... I'm sorry. That was eons ago. The 40s? <laughs> oh, my God. I just feel like it was eons ago. It's really not. It's not that. It's a long time, but it's not, like... It's not, you know, ancient. Jesus, that's... <laughs> my God. I like how I, I worked so hard to make this room as quiet as possible, and ducks A duck came up. and fuck shit up. My God. I think he's trying to tell us his theory. I... I've read, I've read every theory. Like, there's nothing you can tell me. He's telling you some top secret shit. He was there. He was there in 1941. (laughs) He's very old and wise. That's fine. I don't know anything about ducks, so maybe. (laughs) If you do kind of know anything about this and you have any of your intakes or theories, feel free to let us know. We would love to have a little chat about it. Oh, yeah. I will talk about this case anytime. We're literally on all different platforms. Mm Mm-hmm. We should tell people where to find us on the internet. We should. Why don't you go okay. ahead? Let me try and remember them all. Um, for starters, we're on Twitter at HauntingsPod. Um, we're on Instagram at Hauntings and Homicide. You can email us at hauntingsandhomicide at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We're also on Facebook at, you guessed it, Hauntings mm-hmm. and Homicide. We're on pretty much all of them. Everything. Well, the, the important ones. You'd have to really try not to find us. Yeah. We're there. Um, so please let us know what you think. Also, if you have a case that you'd like us to cover, we definitely are interested in hearing about that. Obviously, make it spookier than anything, because yeah, that's it, what you guys are here for. It you has the spooky shit. Definitely. It has to be, a, you know, a haunted crime. So, like, if your great uncle was murdered by a ghost, we want to hear about that. Because, like... I could have gone into more detail about the non-scary stuff, but then that's not as fun. Okay, well, we have to cover everything. I know. I'm I, just... I cover the basics. Yes, you did. I'm just saying, you're here for the scary stuff. Because uh-huh. I'm assuming we're all into true crime, and unfortunately, I'm into spooky stuff, even though it scares me. Because it's interesting. Well, that's why I wanted to create this podcast, is because... I listen to every true crime podcast that exists, and... She really does. Yeah, and they'll, like, kind of be like... Oh, and some people say it was ghosts. Ha ha. Anyway, and I'm like, Continue. No. No. Let's go dive back. into that. No. So that's why I created this. For everyone like me who wants to hear the insane shit involved in this case. Or because that's all the, the fun cases. stuff. It, it is really the fun is. Stuff. Even though this time I'm pretty sure it's not it's not haunted. 
No, I don't. I just think with, you know, like we already said with the timeline and stuff like that, I think she either was spy related or it was that I think I think it was spy or bastard this this count for all I know I'm saying that word wrong I don't even know what it means I don't know it's okay I'm pretty sure I pronounced all of my words it does fine look there's a duck honking his head (laughs) off in the background it does not matter he just wants to be in our podcast that's fine. fine he should have just asked though it's kind of rude okay so let's talk about something that's not murder related that would be kind of nice. Okay. Um, I wanted to go out on a high note, you know. Um, so, I thought it would be cool if we talked about something we're obsessed with this week. Okay. Selena just took my pen away from me um, so that I don't make that clicking sound anymore. I'm going to sit on my hand. <laughs> okay. So, tell me something that you are just totally obsessed with right now. My current obsession... And oh, I- also, wait. So, before this... <laughs> before we recorded... we. It, I didn't want to tell her what mine was. She didn't tell me what hers was, but she let it slip that hers was Netflix-related. Mine's also Netflix-related. We don't know what it is, but we think it would be super cool if we had the same one. But I will say this, because I feel like I know her well enough. I don't think it's going to oh, be okay. related, but okay. I would like it, too. Okay. But my current obsession is about a cooking show on Netflix oh. I just started. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. Called The Chef Show. So. Oh, that's the one... That's, um... John Favreau. Yeah, John Favreau. So, it actually does tie into you, actually, now that I think about because, it. Because, yeah, I know why. So, if you ever watch The Chef, which you should, it's a really good movie about him being this, like, awesome restaurant person. And John Favreau's also a chef? Well... No. So, in the movie, he played a oh, chef. Oh, he played a chef. He played a chef. Oh, okay. Who was this, like, awesome, like, Michelin star kind of thing and ends up hating it, opens a food truck, blah, 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 blah. So now he did an offshoot of that and is doing, like, a cooking show. And it's actually really cool because the first two episodes, they have a bunch of people from, like, the Marvel Universe. Mm -hmm. So the first episode, they had Gwyneth Paltrow. The second one, they had all the people. Why can't I remember any of the director's names? Um, But they had um, Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Holland. Yeah. Oh. And by the way, he's the cutest man on earth, Tom Tom Holland. Have you seen his lip sync battle? Yes, it's hilarious. Holy shit. But he's the cutest guy because he's just this little, like, British guy that's Uh just, like, so happy. and like He's adorable. That's my obsession. I love cooking, so I've been watching it and wanting to watch, or wanting to make every recipe from it. Do you think I would like it even though I don't cook? (laughs) I think so because if you just love, like, Jon Favreau. I do. He's He's brilliant. Yeah. Okay. And also because I just watched Swingers, so it's funny to see him at, like, the start of his career to now. He doesn't look the same at all. Oh, really? No. I've never seen... That's a movie? I've Swingers? Never seen yeah, it's a good one. Oh, okay. Well, mine... Do you know what it is? No. Oh, you don't? No. I figured you could probably guess. Oh, Jessica yeah, Jones. Yes, it's Jessica Jones. The third and final season has finally aired, and... I don't think it's going to be the final because I think Disney's no, going to screw you. it's not. You think it is? It's it. This is it. Yeah. By how they ended it? I haven't seen the end yet. Oh, okay. Um, I hope they end it well because this is my favorite Marvel show that has ever been created. I think all the Netflix Marvel shows were great. I loved all of them. Um, Iron Fist was a little campy, but Jessica Jones is a masterpiece. I only watched the first season. I watched the first season like... 18 times. Yeah, I liked it a lot. So, I'm devastated that it's over, but, yeah, um... 
I don't think they're going to cancel it. I think Disney they're going, did that strategically. They're, no, they're going to reboot them, but they're going to get all new actors. And How can you reboot it that quick? It's not like, uh, you know. Because people's attention spans now are like goldfish. I really like, what's her name? Why can't I think of her name? Who plays her? Kristen Ritter. Yeah, I actually really like her. I love her. She was she's a good great. choice. Yeah, she's perfect. Uh, if I would have thought hard enough, I would have figured out what it was. All right. Well, next but time hey, ours are Marvel related. That's true. They are adjacent. They are. Okay. Also, we would like to do quick little shout outs to the That's people true. that helped. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the person that helped me is Heather. Oh, you're welcome. Well, what oh, the wow, hell I'm thank doing. You. And she kind of kept me on track. This is the segment where we thank ourselves. <laughs> I really like to thank work. myself because I'm just so fabulous. <laughs> no, really, she kind of kept me on track. And oh, I feel like kind I just of the spearhead harassed for this. you. I just I text you 85 times a day. Yeah, sorry. But it's not it. bad. Okay, good. She's just very passionate. Because I'm also people. not going to stop, so I'm glad that you think that. Um, I have a couple people to thank. I would like to thank our research assistant, Camilla, for coming up with a bunch of these sources for me. Um, also to Kenny Connolly, who hasn't done anything yet, but I'm going to beg him to please help me with this. So please, thank you. <laughs> Love you. Anyway, let's uh, let's lighten anyway, it up a little bit. Like we said, if there's anything you want us to cover, please let us know. Also, go like all of our pages. Please spread the word because we're just some two boss babes trying to take over the world, and we need all the help that we can get. This duck's really just trying to help us right now. It's follow hilarious. the duck on Instagram. Honky <laughs> duck. We're gonna make him a <laughs> He's gonna be our mascot. Oh my god. But anyways. That's it for us this week. We'll see you next episode. But if you miss us in the meantime, remember... We're always with you in spirit. And we love you to death. Dun, dun, dun.